sorry, that would that's for a Democrat show. Let me know when you're writing. Was an extremely great conservative commentator. We're tearing it up on Wednesday night. This is awesome. This will allow me to retort. Well, this is Jersey Joe for uh, the Reverb Comic Sense Show. I'm on shrmedia.com. Actually, I just totally screwed up. This show contains language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. And welcome to the Reverb Common Sense. I'm your host, Jersey Joe, and I'm here to make sense out of this senseless. Uh, what we're going to be doing today is, um, well, we're going to, well, we have the State of the Union address. So I'm going to patch that into the show. And if you're watching on the video or live stream, you will be seeing the live view. Um, just waiting for it to, well, it's getting ready to start up. A lot of people walking in. Uh, I'm going to click over to, uh, I'm going to put the live stream uh, from Facebook and YouTube, which if you want to watch it, dang it, go to, uh, search for SHR Media, and it, if you don't already have it liked and uh, subscribed, go ahead and do that. So we're going to switch our feed over, and we might have some audio from inside. Let's see what's going on. Now we have Democrats that are boycotting, and several Democrats said they were going to bring um, um, some illegal aliens with them. <laughs> and another congressman asked Jeff Sessions and the Capitol Police that if they see these people, to arrest them, follow the law. That was kind of a funny. The Democrats are waving around illegal activity in the face of hang on what's going on come on you can do it I see it's thinking there we go of course I um, piggybacking off of uh, C-SPAN which is a government entity and I believe from what I've been explaining that's for use of but this is C-SPAN's video and audio Now, once Trump gets up to speak, I will be letting it go from there. I will not interrupt. This will be the president's first um, State of the Union address. Uh, The scuttlebutt that I heard all day was he's going to be talking unity. How to bring this country back together. And he says going all the way back to... Bush era. So it'll be interesting. There's uh, Melanie Trump with, uh, I believe, a firefighter. 
You know, the Republicans bring uh, firefighters and military personnel. And the Democrats bring, bring in um, illegal aliens. People who are breaking, currently breaking our laws. Now, for those that are interested, I have one of those uh, Patron accounts. Uh, anybody interested in the woodworking I'm doing, if you go there, look for Antrobus. Yeah, uh, Patron.com backslash Antrobus. That's A-N-T-R-O-B-U-S. Um, I'm going to be posting some videos of uh, some of the work I've been doing. Or going to be doing. Uh, tomorrow, i got to get off my butt. i got all the wood today. i got five... Uh, cutting boards to build and once the uh, other wood comes in I'll be doing uh, two more um, walking sticks or canes I'm not sure which way I'm going to go with it I know I have one person that wants a uh, walking stick for me so we'll see This is just a lot of people coming in, shaking hands. Here he comes. You know, I heard somebody today put it best. His campaign was, he acted it like it was a job interview. Raising the level of the audio, hopefully not blowing people's eardrums out. There's the Democrats not clapping, being disrespectful as they are. to the military personnel shaking their hands.
Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and the distinct honor of, pre of presenting to you the President of the United States. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Vice President, members of Congress, First Lady of the United States, and my fellow Americans, less than one year has passed since I first stood at this podium in this majestic chamber to speak on behalf of the American people and to address their concerns, their hopes, and their dreams. That night, our new administration had already taken very swift action. A new tide of optimism was already sweeping across our land. Each day since, we have gone forward with a clear vision and a righteous mission to make America great again for all Americans. Over the last year, we have made incredible progress and achieved extraordinary success. We have faced challenges we expected and others we could never have imagined. We have shared in the heights of victory and the pains of hardship. We have endured floods and fires and storms. But through it all, we have seen the beauty of America's soul and the steel in America's spine. Each test has forged new American heroes to remind us who we are and show us what we can be. We saw the volunteers of the Cajun Navy racing to the rescue with their fishing boats to save people in the aftermath of a totally devastating hurricane. We saw strangers shielding strangers from a hail of gunfire on the Las Vegas Strip. We heard tales of Americans like Coast Guard Petty Officer Ashley Leppard, who is here tonight in the gallery with Melania. Ashley was aboard one of the first helicopters on the scene in Houston during the Hurricane Harvey. Through 18 hours of wind and rain, Ashley braved live power lines and deep water to help save more than 40 lives. Ashley, we all thank you. Thank you very much.
We heard about Americans like firefighter David Dahlberg. He's here with us also. David faced down walls of flame to rescue almost 60 children trapped at a California summer camp threatened by those devastating wildfires. To everyone still recovering in Texas, Florida, Louisiana, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, everywhere, we are with you, we love you, and we always will pull through together, always. Thank you to David and the brave people of California. Thank you very much, David. Great job. Some trials over the past year touched this chamber very personally. With us tonight is one of the toughest people ever to serve in this house. A guy who took a bullet, almost died, and was back to work three and a half months later. The legend from Louisiana, Congressman Steve I think they like you, Steve. <laughs> We're incredibly grateful for the heroic efforts of the Capitol Police officers, the Alexandria Police, and the doctors, nurses, and paramedics who saved his life and the lives of many others, some in this room. In the aftermath, yes. aftermath of that terrible shooting, we came together, not as Republicans or Democrats, but as representatives of the people. But it is not enough to come together only in times of tragedy. Tonight, I call upon all of us to set aside our differences, to seek out common ground, and to summon the unity we need to deliver for the people. This is really the key. These are the people we were elected to serve. Thank you. Over the last year, the world has seen what we always knew that no people on Earth are so fearless or daring or determined as Americans. If there is a mountain, we climb it. If there's a frontier, we cross it. If there's a challenge, we tame it. If there's an opportunity, 
we seize it. So let's begin tonight by recognizing that the state of our union is strong because our people are strong. And together, we are building a safe, strong, and proud America. Since the election, we have created 2.4 million new jobs, including <laughs> including 200,000 new jobs in manufacturing alone. Tremendous number. After years and years of wage stagnation, we are finally seeing rising wages. <laughs> Unemployment claims have hit a 45-year low. something I'm very proud of. African-American unemployment stands at the lowest rate ever recorded. And Hispanic-American unemployment has also reached the lowest levels in history. business confidence is at an all-time high. The stock market has smashed one record after another, gaining $8 trillion and more in value in just this short period of time. The great news — the great news for Americans, 401K, retirement pension, and college savings accounts have gone through the roof. And just as I promised the American people from this podium 11 months ago, we enacted the biggest tax cuts and reforms in American history. Massive tax cuts provide tremendous relief for the middle class and small business. To lower tax rates for hardworking Americans, we nearly doubled the standard deduction for everyone. Now, the first $24,000 earned by a married couple is completely tax-free.
We also doubled the child tax credit. A typical family of four making $75,000 will see their tax bill reduced by $2,000, slashing their tax bill in half. In April, this will be the last time you will ever file under the old and very broken system and millions of Americans will have more take-home pay starting next month. A lot more. We eliminated an especially cruel tax that fell mostly on Americans, making less than $50,000 a year, forcing them to pay tremendous penalties simply because they couldn't afford government-ordered health plans. We repealed the core of the disastrous Obamacare. The individual mandate is now gone. Thank you. We slashed the business tax rate from 35 percent all the way down to 21 percent so American companies can compete and win against anyone else anywhere in the world. These changes alone are estimated to increase average family income by more than $4,000 a lot of money. Small businesses have also received a massive tax cut and can now deduct 20 percent of their business income. Here tonight are Steve Staub and Sandy Keplinger of Staub Manufacturing, a small, beautiful business in Ohio. They've just finished the best year in their 20-year history. Because of tax reform, they are handing out raises, hiring an additional 14 people, and expanding into the building next door. Good feeling. One of Staub's employees, Corey Adams, is also with us tonight. Corey is an all-American worker. He supported himself through high school, lost his job during the 2008 recession, and was later hired by Staub where he trained to become a welder. Like many hardworking Americans, Corey plans to invest his tax cut raise 
into his new home and his two daughters' education. Corey, please stand. He's a great welder. <laughs> I was told that by the man that owns that company that's doing so well. So congratulations, Corey. Since we passed tax cuts, roughly 3 million workers have already gotten tax cut bonuses, many of them thousands and thousands of dollars per worker, and it's getting more every month, every week. Apple has just announced it plans to invest a total of $350 billion in America and hire another 20,000 workers. And just a little while ago, ExxonMobil announced a $50 billion investment in the United States. Just a little while. This, in fact, is our new American moment. There has never been a better time to start living the American dream. So to every citizen watching at home tonight, no matter where you've been or where you've come from, this is your time. If you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in America, then you can dream anything. You can be anything. And together, we can achieve absolutely anything. Tonight, I want to talk about what kind of future we're going to have and what kind of a nation we're going to be. All of us together as one team, one people, and one American family can do anything. We all share the same home, the same heart, the same destiny, and the same great American flag. we are rediscovering the American way. In America, we know that faith and family, not government and bureaucracy, are the center of American life. The motto is, In God We Trust.
And we celebrate our police, our military, and our amazing veterans as heroes who deserve our total and unwavering support. Here tonight is Preston Sharp, a 12-year-old boy from Redding, California, who noticed that veterans' graves were not marked with flags on Veterans Day. He decided all by himself to change that and started a movement that has now placed 40,000 flags at the graves of our great heroes. Preston, a job well done. Young patriots like Preston teach all of us about our civic duty as American. And I met Preston a little while ago, and he is something very special that I can tell you. Great future. Thank you very much for all you've done, Preston. Thank you very much. <laughs> Preston's reverence for those who have served our nation reminds us of why we salute our flag, why we put our hands on our hearts for the Pledge of Allegiance, and why we proudly stand for the National Anthem. Americans love their country, and they deserve a government that shows them the same love and loyalty in return. For the last year, we have sought to restore the bonds of trust between our citizens and their government. Working with the Senate, we are appointing judges who will interpret the Constitution as written, including a great new Supreme Court justice and more circuit court judges than any new administration in the history of our country. We are totally defending our Second Amendment and have taken historic actions to protect religious liberty. serving our brave veterans, including giving our veterans choice in their health care decisions. 
Last year, Congress also passed, and I signed, the landmark VA Accountability Act. Since its passage, my administration has already removed more than 1,500 VA employees who fail to give our veterans the care they deserve. And we are hiring talented people who love our vets as much as we do. stop until our veterans are properly taken care of, which has been my promise to them from the very beginning of this great journey. All Americans deserve accountability and respect, and that's what we are giving to our wonderful heroes, our veterans. Thank you. So tonight, I call on Congress to empower every Cabinet Secretary with the authority to reward good workers and to remove federal employees who undermine the public trust or fail the American people. drive to make Washington accountable, we have eliminated more regulations in our first year than any administration in the history of our country. We have ended the war on American energy, and we have ended the war on beautiful, clean coal. We are now very proudly an exporter of energy to the world. In Detroit, I halted government mandates that crippled America's great, beautiful auto workers so that we can get Motor City revving its engines again. And that's what's happening. Many car companies are now building and expanding plants in the United States, something we haven't seen for decades. Chrysler is moving a major plant from Mexico to Michigan. Toyota and Mazda are opening up a plant in Alabama, a big one, and we haven't seen this in a long time.
It's all coming back. Very soon, auto plants and other plants will be opening up all over our country. This is all news Americans are totally unaccustomed to hearing. For many years, companies and jobs were only leaving us. But now, they are roaring back. They're coming back. They want to be where the action is. They want to be in the United States of America. That's where they want to be. Exciting progress is happening every single day. To speed access to breakthrough cures and affordable generic drugs, last year, the FDA approved more new and generic drugs and medical devices than ever before in our country's history. We also believe that patients with terminal conditions, terminal illness, should have access to experimental treatment immediately that could potentially save their lives. People who are terminally ill should not have to go from country to country to seek a cure. I want to give them a chance right here at home it's time for Congress to give these wonderful, incredible Americans the right to try. One of my greatest priorities is to reduce the price of prescription drugs. In many other countries, these drugs cost far less than what we pay in the United States, and it's very, very unfair. That is why I've directed my administration to make fixing the injustice of high drug prices one of my top priorities for the year. Prices will come down substantially. Watch. America has also finally turned the page on decades of unfair trade deals that sacrificed our prosperity and shipped away our companies, our jobs, and our wealth.
Our nation has lost its wealth, but we're getting it back so fast. The era of economic surrender is totally over. From now on, we expect trading relationships to be fair and, very importantly, reciprocal. to fix bad trade deals and negotiate new ones. And they'll be good ones, but they'll be fair. And we will protect American workers and American intellectual property through strong enforcement of our trade rules. As we rebuild our industries, it is also time to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure. America is a nation of builders. We built the Empire State Building in just one year. Isn't it a disgrace that it can now take 10 years just to get a minor permit approved for the building of a simple road. I am asking both parties to come together to give us safe, fast, reliable, and modern infrastructure that our economy needs and our people deserve. Tonight, I'm calling on Congress to produce a bill that generates at least $1.5 trillion for the new infrastructure investment that our country so desperately needs. Every federal dollar should be leveraged by partnering with state and local governments and, where appropriate, tapping into private sector investment to permanently fix the infrastructure deficit, and we can do it. Any bill must also streamline the permitting and approval process, getting it down to no more than two years and perhaps even one. Together, we can reclaim our great building heritage. We will build gleaming new roads, bridges, highways, railways, and waterways all across our land. And we will do it with American heart, American hands, and American grit. We want every American to know the dignity of a hard day's work, 
We want every child to be safe in their home at night. And we want every citizen to be proud of this land that we all love so much. We can lift our citizens from welfare to work, from dependence to independence, and from poverty to prosperity. As As tax cuts create new jobs, let's invest in workforce development and let's invest in job training, which we need so badly. Let's open great vocational schools so our future workers can learn a craft and realize their full potential. And let's support working families by supporting paid family leave. As America regains its strength, opportunity must be extended to all citizens. That is why this year we will embark on reforming our prisons to help former inmates who have served their time get a second chance at life. Struggling communities, especially immigrant communities, will also be helped by immigration policies that focus on the best interests of American workers and American families. For decades, open borders have allowed drugs and gangs to pour into our most vulnerable communities. They've allowed millions of low-wage workers to compete for jobs and wages against the poorest Americans. Most tragically, they have caused the loss of many innocent lives. Here tonight are two fathers and two mothers, Evelyn Rodriguez, Freddie Cuevas, Elizabeth Alvarado, and Robert Mickens. Their two teenage daughters, Kayla Cuevas and Nisa Mickens, were close friends on Long Island. But in September, 2016, on the eve of Nisa's 16th birthday, such a happy time it should have been, neither of them came home. These two precious girls were brutally murdered while walking together in their hometown. Six members of the savage MS-13 gang have been charged with Kayla and Nisa's murders. Many of these gang members took advantage of glaring loopholes in our laws to enter the country as illegal, unaccompanied, alien minors and wound up in Kayla and Nisa's high school. Evelyn, Elizabeth, Freddie, and Robert, tonight everyone in this chamber is praying for you. 
Everyone in America is grieving for you. Please stand. Thank you very much. I want you to know that 320 million hearts are right now breaking for you. We love you. Thank you. While we cannot imagine the depths of that kind of sorrow, we can make sure that other families never have to endure this kind of pain. Tonight, I am calling on Congress to finally close the deadly loopholes that have allowed MS-13 and other criminal gangs to break into our country. We have proposed new legislation that will fix our immigration laws and support our ICE and Border Patrol agents. These are great people. These are great, great people that work so hard in the midst of such danger so that this can never happen again. The United States is a compassionate nation. We are proud that we do more than any other country anywhere in the world to help the needy, the struggling, and the underprivileged all over the world. But as President of the United States, my highest loyalty, my greatest compassion, my constant concern is for America's children, America's struggling workers, and America's forgotten communities. I want our youth to grow up to achieve great things. I want our poor to have their chance to rise. So tonight, I am extending an open hand to work with members of both parties, Democrats and Republicans, to protect our citizens of every background, color, religion, and creed. duty and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream, because Americans are dreamers, too.
here tonight as one leader in the effort to defend our country. Homeland Security Investigation Special Agent Celestino Martinez. He goes by DJ and CJ. He said, call me either one. So we'll call you CJ. Served 15 years in the Air Force before becoming an ICE agent and spending the last 15 years fighting gang violence and getting dangerous criminals off of our streets. Tough job. At one point, MS-13 leaders ordered CJ's murder, and they wanted it to happen quickly. But he did not cave to threats or to fear. Last May, he commanded an operation to track down gang members on Long Island. His team has arrested nearly 400, including more than 220 MS-13 gang members. And I have to tell you what the Border Patrol and ICE have done. We have sent thousands and thousands and thousands of MS-13 horrible people out of this country or into our prisons. So I just want to congratulate you, CJ. You're a brave guy. Thank you very much. And I asked CJ, what's the secret? He said, we're just tougher than they are. And I like that answer. Now let's get Congress to send you and all of the people in this great chamber have to do it. We have no choice. CJ, we're going to send you reinforcements, and we're going to send them to you quickly. It's what you need. Over the next few weeks, the House and Senate will be voting on an immigration reform package. In recent months, my administration has met extensively with both Democrats and Republicans to craft a bipartisan approach to immigration reform. Based on these discussions, we presented Congress with a detailed proposal that should be supported by both parties as a fair compromise, one where nobody gets everything they want, but where our country gets the critical reforms it needs and must have. Here are the four pillars of our plan. The first pillar of our framework generously offers a path to citizenship for 1.8 million illegal immigrants who were brought here by their parents at a young age. That covers almost three times more people than the previous administration covered. Under our plan, those who meet education and work requirements and show good moral character will be able to become full citizens of the United States over a 12-year period. 
The second pillar fully secures the border. That means building a great wall on the southern border, and it means hiring more heroes like CJ to keep our communities safe. <laughs> Crucially, our plan closes the terrible loopholes exploited by criminals and terrorists to enter our country. And it finally ends the horrible and dangerous practice of catch and release. The third pillar ends the visa lottery, a program that randomly hands out green cards without any regard for skill, merit, or the safety of American people. It's time to begin moving toward a merit-based immigration system. One that admits people who are skilled, who want to work, who will contribute to our society, and who will love and respect our country. The fourth and final pillar protects the nuclear family by ending chain migration. Under the current broken system, a single immigrant can bring in virtually unlimited numbers of distant relatives. Under our plan, we focus on the immediate family by limiting sponsorships to spouses and minor children. This vital reform is necessary not just for our economy, but for our security and for the future of America. In recent weeks, two terrorist attacks in New York were made possible by the visa lottery and chain migration. In the age of terrorism, these programs present risks we can just no longer afford. It's time to reform. these outdated immigration rules and finally bring our immigration system into the 21st century. These four pillars represent a down-the-middle compromise and one that will create a safe, modern, and lawful immigration system. For over 30 years, Washington has tried and failed 
to solve this problem. This Congress can be the one that finally makes it happen. Most importantly, these four pillars will produce legislation that fulfills my ironclad pledge to sign a bill that puts America first. So let's come together, set politics aside, and finally get the job done. These reforms will also support our response to the terrible crisis of opioid and drug addiction. Never before has it been like it is now. It is terrible. We have to do something about it. In 2016, we lost 64,000 Americans to drug overdoses, 174 deaths per day, seven per hour. We must get much tougher on drug dealers and pushers if we are going to succeed in stopping this scourge. My administration is committed to fighting the drug epidemic and helping get treatment for those in need for those who have been so terribly hurt. The struggle will be long, and it will be difficult. But as Americans always do, in the end, we will succeed. We will prevail. As we have seen tonight, the most difficult challenges bring out the best in America. We see a vivid expression of this truth in the story of the Holetz family of New Mexico. Ryan Holetz is 27 years old, an officer with the Albuquerque Police Department. He's here tonight with his wife, Rebecca. year, Ryan was on duty when he saw a pregnant, homeless woman preparing to inject heroin. When Ryan told her she was going to harm her unborn child, she began to weep. She told him she didn't know where to turn, but badly wanted a safe home for her baby. In that moment, Ryan said he felt God speak to him. You will do it because you can. He heard those words. He took out a picture of his wife and their four kids. Then he went home to tell his wife, Rebecca. 
in an instant, she agreed to adopt. The Holettes named their new daughter, Hope. Ryan and Rebecca, you embody the goodness of our nation. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan and Rebecca. As we rebuild America's strength and confidence at home, we are also restoring our strength and standing abroad. Around the world, we face rogue regimes, terrorist groups, and rivals like China and Russia that challenge our interests, our economy, and our values. In confronting these horrible dangers, we know that weakness is the surest path to conflict, and unmatched power is the surest means to our true and great defense. For this reason, I am asking Congress to end the dangerous defense sequester and fully fund our great military. As part of our defense, we must modernize and rebuild our nuclear arsenal, hopefully never having to use it, but making it so strong and so powerful that it will deter any acts of aggression by any other nation or anyone else. Perhaps someday in the future, there will be a magical moment when the countries of the world will get together to eliminate their nuclear weapons. Unfortunately, we are not there yet, sadly. Last year, I also pledged that we would work with our allies to extinguish ISIS from the face of the Earth. One year later, I am proud to report that the coalition to defeat ISIS has liberated very close to 100% of the territory just recently held by these killers in Iraq and in Syria and in other locations as well. But there is much more work to be done. We will continue our fight until ISIS is defeated. 
Army Staff Sergeant Justin Peck is here tonight. Near Raqqa, last November, Justin and his comrade, Chief Petty Officer Kenton Stacy, were on a mission to clear buildings that ISIS had rigged with explosive so that civilians could return to that city, hopefully soon and hopefully safely. Clearing the second floor of a vital hospital, Kenton Stacy was severely wounded by an explosion. Immediately, Justin bounded into the booby trap and unbelievably dangerous and unsafe building and found Kenton, but in very, very bad shape. He applied pressure to the wound and inserted a tube to reopen an airway. He then performed CPR for 20 straight minutes during the ground transport and maintained artificial respiration through two and a half hours and through emergency surgery. Kenton Stacy would have died if it were not for Justin's selfless love for his fellow warrior. Tonight, Kenton is recovering in Texas. Raqqa is liberated, and Justin is wearing his new Bronze Star with a V for valor. Staff Sergeant Peck, all of America's Terrorists who do things like place bombs in civilian hospitals are evil. When possible, we have no choice but to annihilate them. When necessary, we must be able to detain and question them. But we must be clear, terrorists are not merely criminals. They are unlawful enemy combatants. When captured overseas, they should be treated like the terrorists they are. In the past, we have foolishly released hundreds and hundreds of dangerous terrorists, only to meet them again on the battlefield, including the ISIS leader, al-Baghdadi, who we captured, who we had, who we released. So today, I'm keeping another promise. I just signed 
prior to walking in, an order directing Secretary Mattis, who is doing a great job. Thank you. to re-examine our military detention policy and to keep open the detention facilities in Guantanamo Bay. I am asking Congress to ensure that in the fight against ISIS and Al-Qaeda, we continue to have all necessary power to detain terrorists wherever we chase them down, wherever we find them. And in many cases, for them, it will now be Guantanamo Bay. At the same time, as of a few months ago, our warriors in Afghanistan have new rules of engagement. Along with their heroic Afghan partners, our military is no longer undermined by artificial timelines, and we no longer tell our enemies our plans. Last month, I also took an action endorsed unanimously by the U.S. Senate just months before. I recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Shortly afterwards, dozens of countries voted in the United Nations General Assembly against America's sovereign right to make this decision. In 2016, American taxpayers generously sent those same countries more than $20 billion in aid. That is why tonight I am asking Congress to pass legislation to help ensure American foreign assistance dollars always serve American interests and only go to friends of America, not enemies of America. As we strengthen friendships all around the world, we are also restoring clarity about our adversaries. When the people of Iran rose up against the crimes of their corrupt dictatorship, I did not stay silent. America stands with the people of Iran in their courageous struggle for freedom.
asking Congress to address the fundamental flaws in the terrible Iran nuclear deal. My administration has also imposed tough sanctions on the communist and socialist dictatorships in Cuba and Venezuela. But no regime has oppressed its own citizens more totally or brutally than the cruel dictatorship in North Korea. North Korea's reckless pursuit of nuclear missiles could very soon threaten our homeland. We are waging a campaign of maximum pressure to prevent that from ever happening. Past experience has taught us that complacency and concessions only invite aggression and provocation. I will not repeat the mistakes of past administrations that got us into this very dangerous position. We need only look at the depraved character of the North Korean regime to understand the nature of the nuclear threat it could pose to America and to our allies. Otto Warmbier was a hardworking student at the University of Virginia, and a great student he was. On his way to study abroad in Asia, Otto joined a tour to North Korea. At its conclusion, this wonderful young man was arrested and charged with crimes against the state. After a shameful trial, the dictatorship sentenced Otto to 15 years of hard labor before returning him to America last June, horribly injured and on the verge of death. He passed away just days after his return. Otto's wonderful parents Fred and Cindy Warmbier are here with us tonight, along with Otto's brother and sister, Austin and Greta. Please. Incredible people. You are powerful witnesses to a menace that threatens our world, and your strength truly inspires us all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Tonight, we pledge to honor Otto's memory 
with total American resolve. Thank you. Finally, we are joined by one more witness to the ominous nature of this regime. His name is Mr. Ji Sung Ho. In 1996, Sung Ho was a starving boy in North Korea. One day, he tried to steal coal from a railroad car to barter for a few scraps of food, which were very hard to get. In the process, he passed out on the train tracks, exhausted from hunger. He woke up as a train ran over his limbs. He then endured multiple amputations without anything to dull the pain or the hurt. His brother and sister gave what little food they had to help him recover and ate dirt themselves, permanently stunting their own growth. Later, he was tortured by North Korean authorities after returning from a brief visit to China. His tormentors wanted to know if he'd met any Christians. He had, and he resolved after that to be free. Sung Ho traveled thousands of miles on crutches all across China and Southeast Asia to freedom. Most of his family followed. His father was caught trying to escape and was tortured to death. Today, he lives in Seoul, where he rescues other defectors and broadcasts into North Korea what the regime fears most, the truth. Today, he has a new leg. But Sung Ho, I understand you still keep those old crutches as a reminder of how far you've come. Your great sacrifice is an inspiration to us all. Please, thank you. Sung Ho's story is a testament to the yearning of every human soul to live in freedom. It was that same yearning for freedom that nearly 250 years ago gave birth to a special place called America. It was a small cluster of colonies caught between a great ocean and a vast wilderness. It was home to an incredible people with a revolutionary idea that they could rule themselves, that they could chart their own destiny, and that together they could light up the entire world. That is what our country has
has always been about. That is what Americans have always stood for, always strived for, and always done. Atop the dome of this Capitol stands the Statue of Freedom. She stands tall and dignified among the monuments to our ancestors who fought and lived and died to protect her. Monuments to Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln and King. Memorials to the heroes of Yorktown and Saratoga. To young Americans who shed their blood on the shores of Normandy and the fields beyond. And others who went down in the waters of the Pacific and the skies all over Asia. And freedom stands tall over one more monument, this one, this capital, this living monument. This is the monument to the American people. We're a people whose heroes live not only in the past, but all around us, defending hope, pride, and defending the American way. They work in every trade. They sacrifice to raise a family. They care for our children at home. They defend our flag abroad. And they are strong moms and brave kids. They are firefighters and police officers and border agents, medics and Marines. But above all else, they are Americans. And this capital, this city, this nation belongs entirely to them. Our task is to respect them, to listen to them, to serve them, to protect them, and to always be worthy of them. Americans fill the world with art and music. They push the bounds of science and discovery, and they forever remind us of what we should never, ever forget. The people dreamed this country. The people built this country. And it's the people who are making America great again. As long as we are proud of who we are, 
and what we are fighting for. There is nothing we cannot achieve, as long as we have confidence in our values, faith in our citizens, and trust in our God. We will never fail. Our families will thrive. Our people will prosper. And our nation will forever be safe and strong and proud and mighty and free. Thank you, and God bless America. Good night. That went a lot longer than I thought that was going to go. I don't mind. Now something happened in the background after we got start after it got started. Now I was piggybacking off of uh, C-SPAN. And I was broadcast. I was doing the live streaming through Facebook and YouTube, and all of a sudden I noticed about YouTube something wasn't right. They shut my stream down, and they said that CNN had placed a copyright infringement on my broadcast. Now I'm sitting there like, what the hell? Because I'm not using uh, CNN's broadcast. So either way, for some reason right now, um, YouTube uh, channel is down, and I might have gotten the whole SHR Media YouTube channel down because of that. Yeah, that, that pissed me off. Um, I don't know what's going on, Elm. I can tell you I am not a happy camper. As of right now, no. And I don't know why. I mean, it wasn't CNN's video. So hopefully I didn't screw it up for uh, BZ, who's coming up next. Uh, he'll be at the top of the hour at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the speech I liked. And I know I, I got asked by uh, somebody already, and... I had to type it out, and I didn't type it out that great. Trump's 1.8 million um, dreamers. I know some people are kind of going, no, 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 no. I think what he did there is he threw out that deal, knowing the Democrats were going to turn it down. He knew it. I knew it. You knew it. Everybody knew it. And... Now, everybody in the world knows what the Democrats really are. I mean, it threw out there that they had a sweet deal. That is a sweet deal, especially for the Dreamers. 
and the Democrats go a big F you. We're not doing that. That really showed that the Democrats aren't serious about the Dreamers, DACA, any of that. They're not serious about it. They want it as a political football, and that's it. It's, I think he put it out there kind of like he's playing Lucy and the Democrats are Charlie Brown right now. And he keeps putting that football out there. But the only difference is the Democrats keep missing it and falling on their ass. So it's... Even if that is a serious deal, on 1.8, it doesn't give them past, or it doesn't give them citizenship. They have to earn it, and it takes 10 to 12 years. I think the deal is. So, I mean, there's already a way for them to do it. There's already been some that have gotten their citizenship that were here because their parents came here illegally, and they were able to do it. There is a pathway already. So it's not like everybody's going to 1.8 are going to get citizenship. It's going to take 10 to 12 years, and it's going to take longer than that before they're eligible for a lot of, uh, 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 I don't want to say welfare, but you know what I mean, uh, Social Security and all that. And if that gets the wall, and that gets the Democrats to shut the fuck up about the wall, not just approve the money, but also appropriate it to be spent. Because that's what Chuck Schumer already tried to do. Chuck Schumer tried to pass off that he had prove, uh, approved money for the wall. He offered money for Trump to be, for the wall. What he did is offered the money to be there. He would never, and he didn't offer the spending of the money. And that's and when I first heard that, I was confused. I'm like, what? There's actually two things that have to be done. You have to approve the money. Then you have to approve the spending of the money. Talk about wasting some fucking time. So you approve the money and that just sits there in an account and doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, that's useful. Oh, boy, I don't know. All right, listen, I'm going to take a break here. I haven't had any of those today. And uh, we'll get on to some subjects, and um, we'll see how the rest of the show goes. There's not much left of it. So uh, I'm going to play uh, Money Talks. Uh, Money Talks with Melanie. Minute. I just screwed that up again. I always screw it up. Brain fart today. Welcome to this week's Money Talk Minute with your business diva, Melanie Collette. While companies are feeling generous due to the Trump tax cuts, this week is a great time to talk about ways to bump up your income. First, when getting a new job and negotiating your salary, get the company to name the figure initially. If you give away your current pay from the door, you won't know if you're aiming too high or selling yourself short. Getting a potential employer to name the figure first will likely get you more money. Second, negotiate for benefits. 
Companies will negotiate things like work hours, your official title, vacation time, how much leave you get, even the projects you'll work on. Last, discuss your salary in terms of company needs instead of your wants. Your employer wants to keep a good employee, so if you're negotiating for a raise, focus on the value that you bring to the company. That's all for this week's Money Talk Minute. I am your business diva, Melanie Collette. Remember to listen to Money Talk with Melanie, which airs Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. East and 2 p.m. West on SHR Media and High Plains Pundit Talk Radio. Good evening. Broadcasting behind enemy lines in occupied California, the bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon radio show is featured on the SHR Media Network every Tuesday and Thursday night for two hours at 11 p.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Pacific. Whilst manufacturers are running out of metal for the diapers of the leftists, BZ continues to radically change the world of leftists one diaper at a time. Stop balancing your checkbooks. Stop cleaning your fish tanks. The bloviating Zeppelin's Berserk Bobcat Saloon Radio Show is your magnet for truth, justice, obesity, a darkened studio, and late-night freedom. No United States of America freedoms were abridged in the making of this ad. Human by race. Christian by faith. American by nationality. And conservative by choice. Reverend Ralph J. Chittam Sr. is the right guy on SHR Media from 8.05 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And if on the rare occasion I am ever wrong, I will still always be right. The right guy on SHR Media. In a world controlled by corrupt politicians, a team of ordinary men emerge from the ashes to give voice to the voiceless, hope to the hopeless, clues to the clueless. Sackheads Sean, Sackheads Clint, and Sackheads BZ. The Sackheads Radio Show, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific and 11 p.m. Eastern on shrmedia.com. Watch on YouTube, Facebook, and the High Plains Pundit Network. The best in late-night conservative talk. The Sackheads Radio Show, only on the SHR Media Network. Right, I'll say it again. Some, some of the best payroll is going to be people. Like, like, what are you talking about? Dude, I'm a fucking artist. I can't just come up with this shit off the top of my head. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Hey, hey, good point. Exactly right. Hey, this is Michael Wright. And I'm Shannon Wright. Join us for The Right Way with Shannon and Mike. Monday through Thursday from 7 to 9 a.m. right here on SHR Media. Why are they joining us? For fun things like sports, politics. Oh, maybe some news and entertainment? And all kinds of other things. Money and recipes and events, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so join us Monday through Thursday, 7 to 9 a.m. here on SHRmedia.com. 
when dirty politicians, shadow governments, and deceptive Islam blind the world with fake stream media smoke, their only fear is one man with a cane. I'm Dave Milner. Join me through shrmedia.com, highplainstalkradio.com, and the Western Free Radio Network at Spreaker, YouTube, and iTunes for a different perspective weekly on The Unpleasant Blind Guy. And catch me on Jeff Mitchell's EDL Radio on blogtalkradio.com. There's no surrender ever. Because truth is not always pleasant. This is Sam on SHR Media. You can listen to my new show starting on Tuesdays in January. Get my perspective on national politics, a conservative's perspective on California politics, the latest in the war on terror, all of that and a lot more here on Tuesdays at SHR Media. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Sam underscore SHR Media. Beware, the Jersey Takeover is here. Every Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch Reaver Common Sense Show hosted by Jersey Joe right here on shrmedia.com. Only Jersey can deliver hell like no one else. So consider this a fair warning. Hey, this is Sackhead Clint, and uh, I'm with Sackhead Sean, Sackhead BZ. No communists allowed on the SHR Media Network. Damn straight, mister. Back to the show. Conservative media done right. You're listening to the SHR Media Network. You're listening to the Reaver of Common Sense here on the SHR Media Network. Hey, Sean, you ever see a one-eared elephant? No. <laughs> Check this out. Oh, that's so tiny. <laughs> this show contains language that some viewers may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. And now on to the show. Hey, what? <laughs> Welcome back to the Reaver Common Sense Show. I'm your host, Jersey Joe. I'm here to make sense out of the senseless. Uh, don't forget, coming up top of the hour in about 15 minutes will be BZ's Berserk Bobcat Saloon, hosted by, of course, BZ himself. So tune in. I'm pretty sure he's going to have a lot to say about the uh, State of the Union address. I will get more into it tomorrow on what was said. Um, I think he gave a great speech. If you turn it on to any liberal channel, they'll tell you how it was the worst speech in history. He was talking about white supremacy. You know, they'll hit all the talking points of how negative it should be and this and that. There's nothing he could do that would appease these uh, liberal idiots. Nothing. It's it's crazy. Um, I'm also I've been waiting for the FISA memo to drop. I heard some ramblings that he was going to uh, he's going to approve it tonight or tomorrow. He wants the speech to center on uh, himself. One thing I do want to talk about the Democrats booing when he was talking to immigration. Immigration reform. They're sitting there booing. You know. And Nancy Pelosi. If you want. Oh my God. Her face. She looks like. Crip keeper or something. Pissed off. Unhappy. You know. And Democrats did everything they can. 
to disrespect. Exactly, BZ, and I've said it before. Democrats cannot afford to have his succeed, have him succeed in any fashion. Problem is, people are seeing him. The everyday man is seeing him. I know there's always that group, that D.C. swamp group. They say uh, he's not succeeding, but everybody else I talk to, things are better in their life form. And yes, the Democrats are very nervous. I, not just Democrat, I think you got McCain is scared shitless right now. Uh, Lindsey Graham's probably a little scared. When that uh, uh, memo hits, if it is as bad as some of us have talked about that it is, Democrats are in deep shit because there's... Uh, it, I keep hearing that there's going to be people possibly going to jail and not just the little janitor going to jail. It's going to be some uh, big wigs are going to go down for this. And that's why you see Eric Holder out there. You know, uh, Eric Holder's out there throwing messages and it's like, where the hell did he pop in from? Uh, just going through some of the points. Uh, Oh, it, it, it was a good speech. It did get him out staying open. I'm happy to hear that. He's going to keep putting these assholes in there, and we need to keep those assholes in there. Stop releasing them. Uh, I'll take. I'm pretty sure that they are. And yeah, the, 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 that's to me. Um, BZ saying in the chat room that um, both Holder and Comey are scurrying their little backsides all over Twitter. And it's not going to save them. It isn't. But to me, that shows how bad that memo is. If they're all scurrying around, I mean, you have one Democrat, and I think it was Schumer, that called it nothing about but lies and salacious uh, conspiracy theory. You know, he tried to downplay it as nothing. Which I asked then, well, if he's right, if it's full of lies and it's full of uh, uh, um, just conspiracy theories, why was it um, top secret? Why did it have a top secret listing label? If it was just lies and bullshit and nothing, then why do you have other Democrats going out there and saying if this is released... This could damage our democracy. This could damage our national security if this is released. So which is it from the Democrats? Which is it? Is it a bunch of lies, bullshit, makeup? Sound like he was describing the dossier to me, Comey. And I do believe it. it... Yeah, I don't know, BZ. I don't know, and I feel like shit over that. I don't know why CNN put a claim in. It was C-SPAN I was using, but I've I've uh, I already put a uh, uh, a report in on that because I've already won a couple of those um, uh, copyright infringements because I used thir- less than thirty seconds. I think it's like twenty nine and a half seconds of a song 
which puts me underneath the fair use play. And I, I've won a couple of the copyright infringements they put. See, I looked it up, and I didn't see that that CNN owned C-SPAN. I don't know. I'll have to look at look it up later. I think, you know, they were just running around trying to shut down um, uh, people's uh, feeds. I could see CNN doing that for fun. Just try to get everybody shut down. Because it's owned by National Cable Satellite Corporation, which that isn't CNN. I don't know. That's weird. It is really weird because it's broadcasted all over the place. I'll have to really look into that. But. But. See, I thought it was uh, government funded. And that's how they get the cameras in there and all that. Because it's Congress's cameras, I think, are used or some shit like that. I don't know. It's all confusing. But yeah, hopefully uh, it'll work for you, but there's a big yellow flag up on, um, I don't know if you saw it on, um, oh, you probably didn't. If you go to um, the YouTube page for live events, there's a big thing popping up saying this account can't broadcast. Uh, access to live streaming is not currently available for this account. So I think they may have dinged us pretty good. Which I'm going to feel really shitty about. Definitely. Um, brain fart. Kind of lost where I'm at. But yeah, with that. With the. Um, FISA. I mean, you had uh, Schiff out there running his mouth, and then it was funny, Trey Gowdy comes out and says, uh, my de- my Democrat colleagues didn't want us to find the information. They did everything they could to keep us from finding this information. So if that information is nothing, it's bullshit, it's lies, why did they block them? And then uh, Gowdy specifically goes after uh, Democratic Representative Adam, Adam Schiff, and he says, going to court to help Fusion GPS, so we can't find out that they paid for the dossier and that they were working for the DNC. That's a pretty big step to go to the court to try to keep the American people from learning something. If it were up to Adam Schiff, you wouldn't know about Hillary Clinton's email. You wouldn't know about the server. You wouldn't know who paid for the dossier. And he just kept going at it, and he said, you know, the one that's going to be hurt and embarrassed is Adam Schiff. And it is disgusting. It is absolutely appalling. 
that that man is in a position. He's the same little rat that attacked the Benghazi survivors, called them liars. But hey, it's actually getting to that time. I'm going to pop on off. Coming up next is going to be BZ's Berserk Bobcat Saloon, hosted by, of course, BZ himself. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for being here, and I will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Reaver of Common Sense with its host, Jersey Joe. You can tune in every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on hppundit.com and shrmedia.com.